Welcome to the Truth Hoops podcast. We have Brendan, our favorite guest of honor, the producer of the show, the man who makes us think turn. Shane is out and about teaching people how to play basketball better, but we care about you and we want you to have something to listen to this Monday. So naturally, we are here working on the weekend as usual. <laughs> Assist by Drizzy. Assist by Drake. <laughs> yeah, there it is. All right. Well, we have some fun topics today. <clears throat> the first one is I suck at basketball. What What do you do if you suck at basketball? Great question. If you suck at basketball, that is a great question. Are you posing <laughs> that to me or are you about? This to is what we're going to talk about you today. If right, you are well, not good at basketball, next? first off, we got to define what not good at basketball is. That's kind of a mean way to put it. But if you don't get no tick, it's probably not as good as other players. So I guess good is a relative statement. But um if you're not good at basketball, let's just say, Brendan, you're not good at basketball. What would you do? I'm going to them right into this. We're jumping right in. Well, I guess a couple of things I need to identify are what am I not good at that I'm needed for to help the team? So I got to find some context from the coach, what I can actually improve on and work on to help my team. Now, if I'm, if you're talking just generally, you're looking to just start playing basketball and you're just absolutely garbage. I'm going to start with just fundamentals. I'm going to work on improving every fundamental part of my game I can. And that's literally just balance, learning how to jump stop, learning how to catch on a jump stop, learning how to do stance dribbling, right, left hand, like just starting from the ground up. Rule number much. one, don't be a liability. Right? If you're bad at Don't be a liability. Don't be a liability. That's number one. You don't want to. So the way I like to entertain this conversation, if I was to put together a pickup basketball team, Right. You don't need to be good at basketball to effectively play basketball. You just don't need to be bad at basketball. <laughs> and what I mean, what I mean by that is you can play pickup with guys who try really hard and they don't take dumb shots and they get rebounds and they can be like an integral piece in your pickup team. Even though they kind of stink at basketball, they play well within the framework of the team of basketball. Um, so we had we had someone named Chad where I play pickup who's that who just embodies that completely the perfect guy you want on your team he's going to get every rebound he's going to run the lane he's not going to take any shots unless it's just a literal catch layup knows his role but Max to challenge you on your previous pods um are we looking to accept your defined role I mean, is this a different type of player altogether we're looking at as opposed to someone looking to play professionally and now we're looking more towards a guy that's not getting tick, just trying to find a way to make an impact? Well, that's the fun of the question is this kind of <laughs> absurd question. You're bad at basketball. What do I do? <laughs> question. What do, I do? I suck at basketball. <laughs> you look at the mirror. I ain't What's my first step? Okay, I think, so you said I, think I would. What's, yeah, I think, what's um, the... <laughs> a jump shot. If you can shoot a standstill three-pointer at a decent enough clip, that is high value. Because there's certain things that are so much more valuable than other things. I think not being a liability is a huge value. I think coaches will play guides just because they know they won't screw up compared to the other dude. And then you get at least a chance to... You have leeway, right? If, if the guy who hustles really hard and gets a bunch of rebounds, takes a couple bad shots, whatever. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. He's trying. Who cares? Like Let him take a couple. So um, you kind of earn the brownie points to take bad shots. That maybe opens the window to develop your game a little bit because you're at least playing now and you have the opportunity to try and grow that way. But I think if you can make a shot, if you can make a three specifically, 
you can go a long ways. Like if you're a little kid, they always said like, if you can make a layup, you'll be good. Like if if we used to coach camps and if you got, exactly if you coached a team, all you cared about was, can all my players make a layup? I don't care if anyone can score. Cause I know just by the sheer happenstance of these third graders bouncing a basketball around and fifth graders, that as long as I can make layups, we're going to be in every game. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a quick identifier for who's going to be the guy at camp two who can make a left-handed layup who they're offhand you know who can actually take a little contact at a young age and finish and you just build your whole team the guy who can make a three can the, the guy who can make yeah. a three means a lot the guy who can shoot a 15 footer means nothing so it's like ah that ain't gonna go like i'd rather just this, the odds of that going in and getting a 15 footer that's open is like really difficult you can probably get a three just based on the dimensions of the game so I think not being a liability, number one. Number two is making a set shot open three. And if you do those two really well, that is a, I mean, I guess technically there's jobs like that at the professional level where you don't need to do anything <laughs> else. Three and D type of guy. I think those are the two biggest, highest return on investments that a player can make if they're so, nice at basketball. So if you're looking to take that advice from yourself, Max, and I'm a player and I'm trying to just basically work on my three-point shot, what are the steps you take to improve your three-point shot? Because I'm assuming you're not just going to go out there, camp yourself at the top of the key and just start casting threes for an hour and call that a workout. So what steps are you taking to improve? You know what? That can be, that can be a workout for some kids. It depends what level you are. Right? If you just can't make a three in the first place, the first thing you actually want to get to is be able to make a three. So it doesn't, I mean, shooting shots is better than not shooting shots, in my opinion. So if you go out there and you're going to hoop and you're going to, and you find it enjoyable to stand there and shoot 30 minutes on top of E3s, I spent lots of nights doing that. That I think it can go a long ways. I at least hope you try to maybe challenge things that matter in the shot, like the catch, the speed, maybe your footwork, turn and jump into the catch, spin around, you know, have a little imagination like there's a defender on you. So you shoot with a little bit of urgency. But, uh, I mean, you can go down the rabbit hole, like actually improving some more details of your shot. Like am I working on certain things that I lack? Like, do I struggle catching the ball from the side and so on and so forth? But we're talking about, I'm going from stink to like, I'm trying to get minutes, right? We're not going from like, hey, I can, I can talk in 12th guy on the bench. Is, I can, you know, I can already strap here. it and I'm trying to like really improve my movement shooting and being able to like shoot off of like obtuse angles and backpedaling and coming downhill at high speeds. I'm just trying to get on the court. And I think this is important because a lot of trainers don't train to that. You only, a lot of people only are like, Oh, here's how you get like this next, whatever. And if you look at the math on it, was it like 99 or 98% of kids who play high school basketball don't play another level. And then, okay, cool. Of the 98% that play high school basketball, I mean, there are guys who don't play more than 15 minutes a game their whole career. And yeah. so there's a huge grouping of people. And I knew a lot of kids who played who just work on all the skills and they try to do all these things and they couldn't make an open three and they couldn't run hard and try hustle on defense. You're not going to, you're not going to play. You're just not going to play. And so not everyone's final destination is college basketball. Like some people don't even make the high school team. And I'll tell you right now in high school, if you got rebounds, Rebounds alone would probably get you a chance more so than actually shooting. I think when we played, but now if you could shoot a th- open three pointer at a good rate and make it, and you could at least hustle and not be a liability defensively, 
you're going to find a chance, a way to get in the game. I imagine. So expand more on the liability component. What specifically, what specific steps can a player take to stop being a liability? You know, obvious ones that come to mind are knowing where to be positionally on defense, knowing your help sides, knowing all that fun stuff, but just from a very basic perspective, like what, what steps can I take to improve my liability? Um, you don't travel when unprovoked. <laughs> That's serious. It is, it is yeah, no serious dumb turnovers. Thing. No, no, no I mean, not even a dumb turnover. Just like you can't catch it and shuffle your feet. Cause that in high school, that's a thing that will drive a coach. Great. You know, the offense, like actually know what play you're running. Cause you might not ever touch the ball, but your inability to know where you're supposed to screen makes a big difference. Um, Talk to people, like be a good teammate. Don't be an there's, asshole. There's communication. Yeah, that talking is so important. And just a lot of high school games are pretty quiet. The court's pretty quiet. And then you go to a college game, Division One and NBA type of game too. Everyone's chirping the whole time. Not talking shit, like just telling everyone where they need to be, where they're at, what the rotations are. I mean, that's a huge, huge difference I see between high school level basketball and, you know, anything above that. A lot get, of communication. Get really good at dribbling with your strong hand. Not fancy, but like to the point where you could do a dribble handoff if you're in trouble. You get a ball. You're not a liability to just like throw it out of bounds, but you can dribble to back up to create space, a passing angle, and you can dribble forward to br- break uh, a defensive threat because most defenders don't know you stink. And so if you act like you don't stink, they're not going to try and pick you up full court. Um, just the way it is. I'm not going to pick up a guy who I think can handle the rock full course, but if I smell blood in the water, for sure, I'll go after it. No. So I think, uh, if you're like a high school kid and you're, you know, you like basketball, but maybe this, you know, you have aspirations of just playing on your team or making a team. If you can hustle and hustle just literally sometimes means just running places faster than other people, <laughs> like, cause the appearance of trying really hard matters. Especially yeah. if you are a good player in the team and you see a guy who's trying really hard and he's not doing anything bad, you like to play with them. I don't, a lot of people like to play people who try hard. Um, number two, right? We're talking about just like a high school kid trying to make it. You try to rebound. You can, and honestly, because <laughs> you're not going to play that much, you're okay to like foul people aggressively rebounding. People like that, dive on the floor for a ball, do the annoying things. And then the other two are like, if you can make a shot, that's wonderful. That probably go a long ways, but like, don't miss a layup. Like just be able to make a four foot put back and then be able to back up and pass to somebody if you need to. And those five things would probably go so far in terms of getting you closer to the plane on the game than doing a crossover between the legs ever will. Yeah. I think that's a lot of what, you know, we see currently on social media is people trying to get that flashy highlight when really Dunking. if you're just a solid player, if you're just solid, then yeah, like you said, you're going to find yourself on the floor. If a, if you can be dependable, I think that liability component is a huge one. And dunking won't get you minutes. I know kids who are like, oh, I I, I can dunk. I remember like that was a big thing. I can woman, I'll play and I can dunk. Like, okay, you still suck at basketball. Like, congratulations, <laughs> you can dunk and you're bad at basketball. Yeah. Neat. Well, it doesn't make any difference to me. Um, <laughs> And so like, I think the other side of it, that's like not a, uh, a physical standpoint, is like understanding like the, the place, like trying to actually run the right play and what is a good screen. And you're talking to people, these kind of tactical, technical aspects of the game itself beyond just the, you know, skills of it. 
Yeah, and I think to help with that, if you if you understand the goal of your offense, then you're able to think about it a little cleaner. If you're just worried about what your assignments are, I need to run and screen at this time, this player at this spot. Then if something kind of goes wrong within the play or it breaks down, then you're lost and you don't know kind of how to imp improvise in that moment. So I think okay. just thinking about the game a little more holistically helps. I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna. I have a good idea in my mind right now. So I'm just going to interrupt a little bit of this podcast midway through. Now I'm going to edit this out. I want people to know this is a dead interruption. I'm going to force the, we need like a horn when like, when I demand a draft take place randomly. Wah, 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 wah. We'll put it in. Hit the All button. Right. Ready and gotta... I'm hitting the horn now. Hit the button. Hit the button. The alert. All right. On the spot, top three draft. You take three. I take three. Top three things that can help you to not get minutes. What are three to things not get minutes. that will guarantee to not get minutes? And yelling at a coach is not one of them. We can't do like you're mad at a coach situation. Or giving attitude. Let's yeah, assume uh -uh. you're three you're doing things on the court you can do to make sure you don't get playing time. You go first. Me Rapid first. Fire. Yep. <laughs> Turning the ball over. <laughs> okay. If you turn the ball over a lot, you're not gonna be on the court. There's no chance. You gotta learn how to at least take care of the ball. Oh, that's your first pick. That's gonna, one for me. You have to go take care of the ball. Early contested three-point shots you'll never make like, that's a great one for a coach just to be like oh dear lord because like, players will yell at you at that point you're gonna get yelled at by your teammate yeah you're I don't not think even I'd yell at someone with. for a turnover because i'd always feel like an ass if i just like dude don't turn the ball over because obviously they're not trying to but you can not shoot that shot that's All true right. that's true but but i, I you you and I have been in situations where guys just can't help themselves. And, and it's almost like you just, you can't give them the ball in any moment. Uh, all right. So number, I like your number one pick, the early contested, terrible shot early in the clock. That'll definitely get you on the bench quickly. Uh, so are we going snake? Is it your second no, pick? No, no, no. Your second pick. <clears throat> all right. So two for me um, is going to be just, just complete lack of defensive accountability. Uh, you get scored on. You're a saloon door. You're you're never in the on ball defense. Position. So bad on. Ball oh, you want defense. me? Okay, we'll take that. Specific. Bad on ball defense. Yeah, I'll be more specific. Bad on ball defense. All right, my number. You just two, get cooked. <laughs> my number two is defense, which I made you specifically say it. It's getting backdoored. Now, no matter that actually matters, like in the objectivity of basketball, as to whether or not getting backdoor is even a common event. But you want to guarantee you don't get playing time is you lose someone weak side and they're under the hoop and you get backdoored. You'll you'll not see the court again. Yeah, you lose those volume man principles. You're on the bench very quickly. Uh, God, in the last one, um, let's see here. So we have uh, don't turn the ball over, bad on ball defense, um, and then I would also say, God, this is kind of in line with with just turning the ball over. But I think forcing too many, um, trying to force too much on offense, you're just you're penetrating wildly. That's leading to nothing. You're not really playing within the offense. You're trying to take things into your own hands. You're so I'll, I'll just say, uh, God, how do I consolidate this into a better answer? Bad drives uh, to the hoop. Just aggressively wild, bad drives. Just wild, no bad intention. drives. Yeah. No intention no good to pass time. out. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're just attacking for the sake of attacking. You're not, there's, there's no real, real thought behind what move you're making or why you're making that attack at that moment. 
Well, we didn't we didn't say running the offense incorrectly yet, and I think we have to put that one to the side because I think that's a guarantee. That's a coach you beef situation, so I'm not going to draft that one for anyone. Like, why didn't you take run the offense correctly? Because that's a great <laughs> one to not play. We're talking about specifics here because I guess taking a wild early three is not running the offense, and so is exactly. Wild, and so is wild drive. Wild drive. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> the last one is when you get subbed out of the game and you trot really slowly out of the game with utter disappointment. <laughs> what? Who would ever do that, Max? That's messed up. You can't have that attitude with the coach because you're mad you're getting taken out. Just the being subbed out. That's that's a shot at Brendan. Probably in, oh, in, in, all, in all reality, um, it's this is a very specific one. It's traveling when you drive to the hoop, like when you shuffle your feet on a catch, and you like don't come that one. Or I would give the if you're a shooter and you just missed threes, <laughs> the coach was put you in anymore. Which is yeah, you're just uh, cold. Uh, you're just clanking. A hellscape everything. of a situation to be in. <laughs> so all right, those are our top three random. Uh, I'll have another horn <laughs> to end the round. You guys can vote which ones. Um, you guys like out of those. So, all right, Brent, I'm back to stinking at basketball. Back to back to being bad. Okay. I'm looking in the mirror. Back to being back to being trash. I'm getting no Um, minutes, and we're looking to try to get minutes, and we're just getting none. All right, so we we've gone through our first three. Yeah, let's talk about this. You and I, you and I are on a team. We both suck. Mm -hmm. We're in high school. We're trying to get some minutes here. What's our game plan now? To get better, what are we gonna do? Is <laughs> all right. So okay, another draft. Are we gonna go? No, now we're not gonna. We're three gonna game best plan. things to do. No, now. we're gonna. We'll do that. The three high value things at the end. I'll, I'll put a draft okay, surprise okay. in. But I want to walk through. We're we're like at the end of the bench. We're like, man, we're getting no tick. What can we do as players to figure out why we're not playing? We get better. I think uh, if we had a game plan worked, I want to ask the coach. I think I'd ask the coach like, yo, uh, like, what can I do to get better? What can I do to play? Uh, what what can I do that you think would be my role on this team? I think asking can be a good thing. Absolutely. I think as long as you have kind of the directions from the coach on what they want from you, you know, you can only control so much of how much PT you get with a coach. But if a coach says, I just need you to play hard in those defense and get rebounds. All right. Then you have your marching orders. Just focus on those things. And as you start to improve and get minutes, then your game can kind of expand. But yeah, I think step one is understanding uh, from your coach, what he wants from you. That makes sense. You could always like, you know, if you're in practice and it's like the, let's say you're like the practice team, whatever, and you guys are walking through plays and you're trying to get an opportunity to play in front of, you know, the coach and players, you can always tell the the opposing player, like if you were the wrong to play the wrong things to do. It's like it's your teammate. So you can make sure he screws up a little bit more. <laughs> trying to game it. <laughs> Max, <laughs> okay. you never did that to me. Okay. God, you never did that to me when we played together. <laughs> We should have the unethical drafts. What are the three most unethical things you can do without causing physical harm to a player to get more minutes? You know, a fun, a good... fun story. I think you you heard the story too from the source. We won't say who it is, but apparently, oh, yeah, I heard the story. Yeah, player, there was a player on a certain NBA team who just came in, was basically right by the deadline. He's trying to learn the offense, trying to get on the same page, and the current starter. Was just telling him all the wrong stuff during the game, telling him, oh, "Hey, hey, hey! Up. I need you in that corner, that corner." And then as he goes to that corner, the coach is like, "What are you? We're not in that set." And then boom, lost a lot of minutes. 
See, kind of he, he took the unethical route that I was talking he about. He did. Here. He did. And also, I, I like a good one on if you're like a got beat defensively, but to pick and roll, you always holler switch late. So you, I switched, like, come on, like, get through the screen. <laughs> or like when you're like, um, like overly helping down on a drive to give up a three pointer. So you really, on a known look, shooter. And it makes it look like the guy who was guarding the ball got beat really bad, even though he clearly wasn't like you helped so much <laughs> to the point where the guy take, guards... you literally give the opening for that player. For the opening <laughs> and you complain that dude, if you, I didn't have to help so much, if you yeah. didn't get beat so bad, you didn't get blown by. Dude. <laughs> I didn't get blown by. You just held down <laughs> over the top. Literally abandon your man. Yeah. That's, that's some evil stuff right there. I didn't, <laughs> I'm not to your teammate. That's I'm not, I'm not promoting any of this. I just think it's a hilarious route. These yeah, are things no, I've seen players do, you know, whether it's indirectly or directly, try and find a way to get minutes. I, I one of the yeah, we're not going to go down that path, but hilarious. Um, <laughs> so I think if we were to then talk about um, the things you can develop that might not take like hours and hours and hours in terms of like lifetimes of hours, I think the ball handling is something you could probably solve in a week, like getting good enough with your on ball. Right, dominant hand, back it up. You something could solve. Like these are things you could solve in a season. I think the ball handling is one. I think not turning over passes is one. You could like fake a pass to make a pass. I think a lot of times people turn it over because they're just so sped up mentally, and they're so concerned mentally that you just take your time. And that involves like an angle, outside hand, lead them on the pass. These are things that they don't have to change any. Like habits. You're not like fixing a jump shot. You don't um, have to learn to shoot a floater. I think making shots near the hoop can be uh, much better off. I think basically you tell the player, do just shoot what you normally shoot. Shoot it slower. If they block you, it's okay. It's our ball. I just can't have you smoking any more laps. I think a lot of big <laughs> men for some reason are like are petrified of being blocked and they just go so fast. Yet if you got blocked, it, first off, it's hard to block somebody's shot. Even if you have seven shot attempts in the paint, especially in high school, what maybe, maybe two of them get blocked. Even if it's like a layup of a block, I don't think I ever blocked a shot in high school. It's not like a thing that happens horrendously often. So just take your time. I think those are kind of three ones that someone could do right away to make sure they're not, you know, a liability on the court, maybe get some minutes, work their way in on accident. Like again, you said, run the lane, try and steal points here and there take a charge maybe or two if you like doing that stuff things you can yeah like you said all the little annoying things is is how you put it which is true and i think we focus a lot of our um you know we've been talking a lot about what guards can do but if you're a big looking to get minutes uh for me as a as a point guard all i wanted from the bigs were like good hands just make sure you catch it and take your time don't bring the ball down keep it up and just don't foul when you're inside, like you were just saying with the blocks, just be solid, contest every shot in the lane. Don't come over and give people free uh, free throws on the line. Just stay solid, get boards, catch the ball, keep it high, and you'll find yourself on the court. All right. Well, I, I think that's that might be helpful. I mean, we kind of had some humor out of it. Of like, you know, if you suck at basketball, what do you do? I think it's kind of uh, it's as hey, just stop sucking, man. Just stop being bad. Just get good. No, it's true because you know everyone at some point in time stinks relative to what they're playing. Like if you're a freshman and you're not playing on varsity, I guess you stink compared to the varsity players. We've all been there, and so it's like sometimes I'll play in a run where 
the guys I'm playing with are better than me. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh gosh, I got set some good screens, got to run the lane. <laughs> got to start doing the little things. Get exactly. liability on defense. <laughs> yeah, I remember one time liability. I got called and it was um, a pickup run. And it was Jeremy Lynn was doing a rehab run. Maybe it was rehab for the Rockets when he had when he had a knee injury, whatever it might be. And that might have been when he was with Brooklyn. His little brother Joseph had called me and said, Hey, we need another player. Someone couldn't show up in time. So I'm like, I'm actually napping on the couch when I get this call. So, okay. Uh, chance it was an NBA player. So all right, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm miss there. hop in the car and drive, drive over. I'm eating a potato on the way over because I was like half asleep, like had fallen asleep eating lunch in summer lazy college student. Just like a baked potato. You just had a baked potato, just yeah. eating it like an apple. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> As a sweet potato. Dead serious. This is what happened. I remember it vividly. I remember thinking like, gosh, I'm going to have to poop when I get there because like <laughs> kind of had to poop before I fell asleep. But I don't want to do that because I'm not a basketball game NBA players. So I don't want to embarrass. You know, like I got to be locked in max focus. And so I get there. Are you kind of excited, right? This is like one of the few times you're kind of like nervous to play basketball again. Because you're playing against guys who you you want to get invited back again, basically. Like, guess if you get to yeah. play again, you know, it'd be cool to get invited back. And so I get there, and I remember everyone's like six in my eyes, it's eighteen feet tall. And I was like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, uh, Roscoe Allen was there, and some other guys who played at uh, I think Yale or something. Um, whatever. Like, and so we get start playing. I remember vividly. All right, I'm gonna run my lane. I'm going to run to the corner. I'm going to set some pin down screens. And then I get in the flow of the game and I didn't like think about it. And so all of a sudden I'm playing, I catch a ball and there's a pin down for me because it's the offense. And I, and like, I don't know, I had just like a, such a hardwired, I'm going to shoot this because it's basketball. So like I get it <laughs> and I bounce back in a step back. And I remember like, oh no, don't shoot it. So I pump faked and he jumped. But I'm like, now I'm open. So I stepped through a one foot runner, like 27 footer, like just like the worst shot. I, I, I could have shot them straight cash. Absolutely. Just automatic. Scared that shit. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, good, good look guys. <laughs> Coming back down on defense. We were like, Oh dear God, I'm lucky. I made that. Cause I would have been yelled at if I missed that. You don't get yelled Here's at. The thing, though, You're not there for that. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't, you, no one's going to yell at you for that, but people would have been like, all right, I don't know if I'm swinging it to max. Now <laughs> this next one, you might take some wild shit. <laughs> I, I which, remember. which, which, honestly, Matt played a lot of pickup with you. You will take some wild shots, but it's always after you hit one or two. So it's funny that in this one, it was like what first, first game, first play. Well, it was you're on coming accident. Off I might have made a corner three, but yeah. and we're playing, and so like you, you kind of forget because all of a sudden you're just playing basketball and you're used to whatever. And it took a bad shot because I was open. So like I was open, and then I was like, do I shoot this? Like they're not guarding me. Like I would shoot this 99 out of a hundred times, but this isn't a run for me. Like this is a run for people to actually play and get better. I'm basically literally the last guy they called. So I'm the guy <laughs> who's supposed to just, you know, literally you could have a trash can with shoes on running around and that could be me for all they care. And so I caught it and I was like, Oh no, I'm open. So I was about to shoot it. And I remember pump faking cause I stopped myself and the guy bit like so aggressively, like, but like was flew on my left side. So it was on my left shoulder and I stepped through to make a pass and I saw the hoop. It was like, like the glow. <laughs> like a true shooter you are. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so open. And this is such a bad shot. But I'm letting this thing go. I remember I remember to this day, I think it was Roscoe Allen who jumped on that high shoulder and I cashed it. And I remember <laughs> thinking, like, 
I first off, I wish I had that on camera because that was so unnecessarily difficult Man. of a shot. <laughs> and Jeremy at least knew me well enough to probably be like, or Joseph at least, they'd be like, okay, he's gonna shoot some stupid shot probably once or twice. Yeah. Like yeah, Joe for sure knew. Yeah, Joseph for sure knew. I remember making Jeremy it probably like, was just like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, all right. Max is about it, I guess. It was like he's a 30 foot bomb. You had like you have gone back and forth like 20 times in your head before you took that shot. Well, yeah, because they were running, it was all NBA depth too. Like I wouldn't have an issue if it was like 17 feet, but we were running at NBA lines. So yeah. Like I pump it, I really have stepping through from my 28 feet because I'm like well beyond the NBA arc. Like maybe that's why I was open on this catch, I guess. But it's funny because again, like I stunk relative to them. And so you get there and you're like, all right, I'm gonna find my lane. I'm gonna get in my you know that when you get into a good a game that you probably shouldn't be in and you're playing against dudes, and all of a sudden you're like, All right, well, who wants to get open? I got I'll set a pen down. (laughs) Yeah, you're just trying to get into the flow of the game. Maybe try to get like a sense of the speed too. That's always my first thing when I'm playing with guys that I know are just on a different level than I am. I just want to get a sense for the speed of the game. And it's it's eye-opening when you're in an environment that's way too fast for you. And you're like, oh my God, that takes me way too long to process. What the hell just happened? But that's Uh, how I imagine those kids who get in feel. I remember we played with an individual who sometimes would get a little sped up. And they'd make all the shots in the world and practice and they get in a game and they'd miss it by 17 feet. And you're like, well, like, just take your time. I know you can shoot the ball, dude. I've seen you do it before. Yeah. But you just get sped up. And there's certain actions, like you said, just getting used to the speed. You don't need to force your hand right away. And just run down the court and come back. Like, yeah, <laughs> make it so that you can achieve a goal. My goal this possession is to not give up a layup. I'm not going to get beat. I'm going to try maybe get a rebound, get bumped a couple times. Let's see where I stand in this. And maybe, you know, I combined the play into 11 when the score is like five to six, maybe, maybe then I'm willing to shoot the ball. (laughs) Exactly. And then you're a little bit more in tune with the game as well. Right. You're a little bit more comfortable. It's not quite as daunting, but yeah, if you're checking in the game, everything's moving fast and you're just trying to get shots up. I mean, it's, it's going to be a rough few minutes that you're playing. Well, if you kind of stink, you're not going from stink to great. So like go from stink to not being a liability. You're going to get in the game and a coach will put you back in if you don't screw anything up and get an offensive rebound. Because remember, your bar is so low that anything you do that's better than that, they're like, hey, let's give him another look. You know what I mean? He's play- How many guys yeah. have we lost minutes to who are worse than us, but they got in the game and their bar is so low that they do something and one's like, yeah, like, keep them in. And you're like, okay, still shouldn't be in the game, but like, yeah. You know- <laughs> Well, my, my college coach had a funny had a funny saying. He would he would start every year when we're going through our open gyms. He was like, "If you're kind of a fringe guy trying to make the roster, you don't want me to notice you. Your goal is I don't notice you because if I notice you, it's likely going to be bad. So <laughs> That's just a great line. Get out there, be get out there, and I don't want to notice you. I just want to know that that person's dependable. He's going to do all the little things, and I won't have to think about him." And if you're a fringe guy looking to get minutes, that's that's, that's almost what you're looking to do. Like you said, don't be that liability. That's like when we played, was it, was a kid on our team named Tori. What year is he? Was he two years below me? A year below, two years below you? I think he was a year below you. And he played when we were a little bit, when we were, I was a junior or senior. He played as a sophomore. And he's a guy that didn't make a mistake. He wouldn't turn it over. Like he was undersized as a big man. He'd make a layup and he wasn't like the most dominating force in the world. But you wouldn't be like, Solid oh. Solid on defense, didn't yeah. foul, kept the guys in front of him, knew where to be help side. Yeah, he just did all the little things. And at the all time, the if you're like a kid, in, in, in your eyes, you're older and you're senior, you're like, oh, that kid's you know not 
you know, not as good as me, but like, you're not mature enough basketball wise to then reflect on it now and be like, Oh, I understand why the coach played him. Wasn't gonna, It's going to run the offense. He wasn't going to screw anything up. He's not going to make a game winning play, but he's not going to make a game losing play. That's the most yeah. important thing. I have other guys to make game winning plays. Exactly. Like, you have, it's I, a team, right? You have the other guys to step up when you really need those buckets, but you know, for you understand your role, what's needed from you. And then just keep building on that. That's not to say you can't have a bigger role down the line, but you know, start, start small and then expand for, from there, you know? Interesting. What a cool conversation. No one talks about what do you do if you stink at basketball? Yeah, no Cause everyone wants to think they're so good. Everyone wants to, wants to think they're the next guy, but sometimes, sometimes it's not even you your skill. You got to know yourself. All right. So that's all we have today, everyone. I appreciate Brendan hopping in here. Um, as always, thank you B for being here. And I uh, thank you for the listeners for tuning in as always. We appreciate y'all. Let us know what you think. Feel free to give us five-star reviews. If you guys leave a great review, that's a beautiful review. Maybe we'll read it on air. Leave us a review about you. I was going to say about you, about us, so we can talk about you. read it in that sensual voice there, too. I'll read it in whatever voice you want me to read in. There you go, strong by. All right. Take care, everyone. Peace out.